everyone, and welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And we're at Minute 87, which I have beginning with, I have the power to see that you stay locked in the refuge. Mm-hmm. And going through Jack considering Pulitzer after getting violently finger-poked in the chest. <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Um, this is the first minute involving what i like to call the temptation of jack i think i talked about it in the in the next minute because it finishes uh but uh i think there are some possibly unintentional but possibly i mean i think it 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 might be that it's just in the culture or whatever but Mm -hmm. i think there are some parallels with the temptation of christ in the wilderness okay um the devil tempted christ three times she was basically like Hey, if you're so cool, why don't you throw yourself on that cli- off that cliff and see if angels catch you? And Jesus was like, "No, <laughs> that's smart, stupid, what? <laughs> smart. What if they don't catch me? <laughs> then I just throw myself off a cliff." And that was like, "All right, all right, all right. I feel you. I feel you." Anyways, so the um, no, now I now I want to know what the other. Even if this so, is only for me, I want to know what the other two are. The other two, uh, if you remember them, one was, uh, "Hey, uh, I heard you can change stuff into food." See all these rocks around here? Make them bread. And Jesus was like, I'm good. <laughs> I mostly want to hear because your version of the devil and your version of Jesus are really entertaining to me. Um, and then the last one, the devil was like, yo, let's go up to the tallest peak. And Jesus was like, I'm not throwing myself off for angels <laughs> to catch me. And the was like, no, 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 no. I'm changing tactics. I'm changing tactics. <laughs> so we can, we're on top of this mountain where we can see all the kingdoms of earth. And Jesus is like, yeah, this feels unlikely. But then the devil's like, all right, so make everyone uh, in unison be like, yay, Jesus. And Jesus is like, uh, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so the devil was like, rats, you foiled me again. I'll get you, gadget. And then he disappeared. And then okay. the angels were like, oh, my God, Jesus, are you okay? Let's give you ointment or something. And Jesus is like, it's cool, guys. It's cool. But no, I would take some of that ointment. Thank you. Okay. You can choose to cut that if you want. It's completely up to you. That's two and a half minutes of this podcast. James summarizes the Bible stuff that he learned today. <laughs> it's it's fresh in my mind, not from how great at church I was, but because I looked it up today to see how the parallels were between what the devil did with Jesus and what Pulitzer is doing with Jack. Well, Pulitzer does not ask Jack to throw himself off of cliff no or turn anything into bread true or make everybody yell hey jack you're great i mean all jack has to do is walk outside for that to happen actually that happens later in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically uh so the first thing that he offers him is hella money okay yes uh he says more money if you take so he basically as you said it starts with i could send you to the refuge or you work for me and I send you out of here with more money than you could earn. And he didn't do adding machine sounds, but you felt like he was doing them in his head. Oh, absolutely. No, you could, <laughs> you could see him doing the adding machines in his head. And I really, in my mind, he did them. Yeah. And I was confused and disappointed when he didn't. <laughs> well, he had company. Those he are... just kind of does like a, uh, like, right. thinks about it for a second. Yeah. So he says more money than Jack could earn in three lifetimes. Did you do some math for me, So uh, at first I had something that said 
that was bogus because it had a footnote and I didn't look at the footnote until I'd already done all the math. And the footnote was like, only in Massachusetts. And I was like, well, come on. <laughs> so, uh, then I, I would, it, it, all the footnotes were like, oh, by the way, this is, uh, you know, here's this disclaimer that makes this data seem like crap. Anyways, um, then I went to the CDC. Okay. Uh, Center for Disease Control. Right. And found that the life expectancy in 1900 uh, was about 44. Okay. Um, so let's say Jack is selling 700 papes a week. Okay. On his own. Yeah. Because that's 100 a day. That's how much he ordered mm-hmm. before he teamed up with David. Right. Okay. So now we're going to get into pape math. So please, I definitely sang the two lines to make sure my pape math was correct. Okay. So if he's selling 700 papes a week, he should be making seven bucks a week. Yes. Because it's two for a penny. If I take too many, Weasel only makes me eat him after. So he pays... He will, pay, he will pay Weasel 50 cents a day, and right. he will come home with that 50 cents plus 50 more cents. Right. Okay. So he makes seven bucks a week. Selling 700 papes a week yes. makes him seven bucks. So let's call a lifetime 44 years, because that's what the expectancy for a 20-year-old in 1900 was. So we're fudging okay. a little bit. but um, So three lifetimes is 132 years. Okay. So Pulitzer is, if he's not exaggerating, and that's a big if, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, offering Jack $48,048 in his pocket tonight. Seems, seems like a bit of a stretch. Which is equivalent in 2019 money. By the way, if someone offered me $48,000 in my pocket tonight in 2019 money, I'd be like, yes, please. What friends? <laughs> <laughs> Good to know where I stand. <laughs> But in 1899, 48,048 had the spending power of $1.49 million today. So you yes, can please, fund a, what friends? You can fund a <laughs> lot of unions yeah. with $1.49 million worth of spending money. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he could take that. Yeah. He could walk out the door and he could share with his friends. It's not a what friends situation. It's a yes, please make me and my friends also very rich. <laughs> right, exactly. What can I possibly spend all of this money on by myself? Yeah. So this is Pulitzer exaggerating, I guess. Gonna fucking build a train to Santa Fe is what right? he's gonna do. You could own all the trains. You could send all the trains to Santa Fe. <laughs> it's probably what Jack would do, honestly. <laughs> exactly. Um, then my next note is, um, after Jack asks if Pulitzer is trying to bribe him, Pulitzer says, no, 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 Like more ends and dashes than I was willing to write on my phone. Cause I had to keep going back between keyboards. Yeah. I think the adding machine noises he was still doing his head, uh, <laughs> decided to exit at that moment. <laughs> yeah. And now my next note is the wildest bit of acting that Robert Duvall puts in, in this movie. Okay. My note is, LOL, Pulitzer getting mad at Jack for not shutting up when he's not saying anything. Yes. (laughs) Shut up. You just shut up. You shut your mouth. Like, he's not talking. He said zero things. I wrote down, wow, Pulitzer is unnecessarily angry. (laughs) Like, he just, like, I have to wonder what, like, it makes him look unhinged. It does. Because Jack's just standing there. And he has a smirk on. He does, but he hasn't even particularly said anything to trigger this. It's not like he said something super smart-assy. <laughs> right. 
did, when it was about to happen, I was like, wait a minute, isn't there some buck wild? Oh, we're in it. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the writing. I don't understand the acting choice. I don't understand the direction. I mean, it's ri- the lines are very clearly written with Pulitzer yelling at, like, t- to be, or if, even if it's not written down that he's yelling, it's written, those lines, no, no, you shut up. Just shut your mouth. You just shut your mouth. That's all written there. And So clearly <laughs> it's written for him to be reacting to something. Is Jack supposed to be trying to open his mouth as if he's trying to say something, like trying to get in a word edgewise, but Christian Bale didn't read, I mean, like, the only way it makes sense to me that that is what they went with, well, there's two things. One, they ran out of film directly after this scene was filmed. <laughs> and they were like, I mean, I guess that was the last scene, so that's what we're going with. Or Christian Bale was supposed to do something, but he didn't, and so Robert Duvall just went wild. Or that was how they wrote it, which is the most wild possibility. Is it possible that, because we don't see Jack's face. Do, in that scene, do or in that no, we moment, do. do we? Oh, we do, do we? It's they're both in profile. Okay, I was thinking. I was trying to remember because I was thinking that if it was more of like an over Jack's shoulder, yeah, then maybe he was opening his mouth, right? And we just couldn't see it. But yeah, I, no, I think it's you're the right. smirk. I think Jack is literally smirking, and it's and it's it's driving Pulitzer crazy. And normally, that kind of like that degree of nuance, it like really makes me happy. But it doesn't work in this case. It, because it makes no sense. It's, I think one level up does. You shut up. No, no, no. You shut up. Fine. Okay, that's that's uh-huh. off-putting, but you get it. Yeah. But then he's like bawling him out. Like, I almost expected Sights to come in and be like, Chief, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're about to start abusing a minor. I Maybe can't... that's what was supposed to happen. Sites was supposed to come in, and he missed his cue, and so <laughs> Pulitzer just ad-libbed. Yeah. Ugh. Probably not. Pro- you probably know, not. movies. Right. And retakes and things. Then Pulitzer says something that I thought was very interesting mm-hmm. about the strike. He said, it will end. Make no mistake, without you. Yep, I wrote that down too. Interesting that Pulitzer is willing to show that he knows that Jack is the only thing keeping it going. Uh, But I don't think that that's true, though. You don't think so? I think that's Pulitzer thinking that he has, that this Hydra only has one head. But we've seen that David is shifting into, that in Jack's absence, like we talked about last week, there's a shift that where David is is now the leader, right? And and but now Pulitzer Pulitzer doesn't second, know David exists. No, he does. Well, and, yeah, he he does, but he doesn't know that David is driving this thing as much, if not more, than Jack. Right. And I, I like to think that if then they get David, then racetrack takes over. Yeah, and then Kid Blink takes over, and history takes its course. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we're back in we're back in the timeline that we are, you and I are currently living right. in. But I th- I think both can be true though. Yeah. Because he's, like, to me, if he legitimately thinks Jack is the leader, yeah, it's going to end without Jack. It's weird to me that he shows the cards Agreed. and lets Jack know, I know that you have the power. That's weird to me. Right. He also, I think, I think you're right, seriously underestimates the Newsies. Yeah. And overestimates Jack's importance. Right. But... I, I find it, like, it seems, it's another thing that kind of makes Pulitzer look a little bit, honestly, kind of Trump-like. 
like, makes him look like he's not entirely with it. I mean, New York mogul is, is crazy and threatening people that, like, you know, shooting a an anthill with a bazooka uh-huh. sort of levels of, of threatening. Yeah. Is like his brand. Yeah. And like he was already being Buck Wild yeah. in 1991, 92. So yeah. I, I have to imagine that someone was like, you know, like a Trump vibe. Maybe that was <laughs> Duvall's choice. <laughs> he had just met with Donald Trump for an unrelated thing. And Trump was like making all sorts of wild hand gestures and like machine sounds. And he's just filing it away. And past couple years, Duvall's just been sitting there on his horse farm over in Middleburg. And he's like, I had it right. See? Yeah. See? See? (laughs) Kenny told me this wasn't going to work, but I know. (laughs) I knew exactly what I was doing. A little kid rides up, Grandpa, who are you talking to? (laughs) The horses. (laughs) And then uh, the last thing, the last note I have is uh, the second temptation of of Jack, which is, I said, Pulitzer has honed in more precisely on what Jack wants uh, on a train away from these filthy streets with money in your pockets and no one chasing you. Yep. I think that hits close to the mark of where, of what Jack would have been down for mm-hmm. uh, around singing Santa Fe. I mean... Or maybe before meeting David. Yeah, I mean, offering Jack money isn't going to be enough. Right. Offering Jack money... And a trip out of town, right? With no one after him, yeah. Getting you're you're get you're getting warmer. Yeah, it'd be so funny if Pulitzer quoted Santa Fe. <laughs> you could be on the train that's bound for Santa Fe. Jack's like, you totally just did like an early '90s Keanu thing <laughs> right there. <laughs> Whoa, I'm Joseph Pulitzer. <laughs> I know selling newspapers. <laughs> It makes as much sense as any of the other choices that were made for Pulitzer in this movie. When I was your age, I was in a war, a civil war. Actually, it's Keanu doing a Trump. And, I mean, like it, it shifts back and yeah. forth between Trump and Keanu. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, um, yeah. But so it is interesting that like he seems unhinged, but also it feels like he's actually like uh, targeting. Yeah, which kind of makes me feel like I like. Does he see? some of his young self in Jack? Like, is there some sort of a... Because, you know, a lot of the time you've got your hero and your villain and the reason they are the hero and the villain is because they share some innate qualities. Yeah, what is it? You die. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I don't... I mean, what we know of Pulitzer doesn't indicate that and there's certainly nothing in the script to indicate that. Yeah. I mean, I think there were some there there when they when they were doing the scene, I was like, oh, they're the same. Yeah, they're the same. They're you know opposite sides of the same coin sort of yeah. deal. So I think that's definitely they were definitely going for that a little bit at least. Yeah, I I found it tempting to not have an ellipses at the end of my last note because I sort of finished my thought at the beginning of the next minute. Okay. Um, so let's do social media so that... Um, so that you can pick up where we left yeah, off? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Newsies Minute or individually. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I am at Unabashed James. We also have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James. Come be an ambassador. Uh, support us in the Newsies Minute and also other future endeavors mm-hmm. and other titans of industry of the podcasting world. Um, Ooh, I want to be a titan of industry of the podcasting world. Okay. 
you are now. Bing. Yay. I did it. <laughs> uh, so the negotiations. <laughs> no, it was that easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just, you just got to ask. The negotiations continue. The temptation of Jack uh, reaches its pinnacle. They climb up to a very tall mountain. Spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this week is wild. Yeah. Th- this week feels like on the surface not wild, but then stuff happens in this week that is kind of wild. Yeah. But let's end this episode and get on to the next one. Yep. Because that moves us closer to being able to soak them for crutchy. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, it's James here. Uh, I just got done editing this episode. Boy, that was a wild one, huh? So, uh, it's Tuesday, which means that it is mention and talk about a show on the Scavengers Network day. Um, And it's also the week of Halloween. Now Thursday is going to be our big uh, ad. (laughs) Our ad day is on Halloween. So you you know that it's going to be a spooky ad that day. But I thought I'd talk about a spooky show on the network um, here. Um... I don't remember what Aaron and I agreed that I was going to talk about, so I'm just going to call an audible. You should listen to Apodolesma. This is a four-person collaborative storytelling podcast. It has the feel of an RPG. Um, You know, the people all create main characters and have backgrounds and stuff like that, but it's actually super, super interesting, Um, at least in the game that they're playing now. Uh, which the name of which is escaping me. Um, I apologize. I know I don't know if Tracy or Daniel or Beth or Colin listen to this, but I don't remember the name of the exact game. But the game they're playing right now um, is so cool because they have characters with histories with each other, and it's all improv. It's like you know I have a scene with this other person. And we're going to talk about this stuff. And then we're going to do a scene from our past where we sort of call back the things that happen in the present day scene. And you introduce new characters and then other people will jump in and be those characters. Oh, it's just, it's just so fun to listen to. They're on a bit of a hiatus right now. But this is a spooky show because um, four people left their town of, I think it's called Stars Fall. And they told, they said, told themselves they'd never come back. And then they've decided to... And as they are sort of reacclimating to uh, being home, spooky and weird things are starting to happen around town. Ugh, I'm so excited for them to come back whenever they decide to come back. Uh, but there are several episodes for you to catch up on and fall in love with the characters. And then uh, write to Scavengers Network uh, at scavengersnet on Twitter or uh, scavengersnetwork at gmail.com. And say, I want more Apotolesma. All right. Have a spooky week, guys. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.